Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk. Po- oh, you you want to do it? Yeah. Are you? You can that, go for it. Have we started now? No. Do you, oh. I'm going to redo it. Oh. I might include the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to redo it. Okay. Because it's, it's my show. Damn all right, it! All right. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell, and today I'm not joined by Randy Andy Datsun. Who could it be? Well, you just you just ruined the surprise. Even though we've already included that first bit. It's only Davis! Way! Hey. On a Saturday. I know, crazy. Is, um, is that all I get? You know, when I give you intros, you do. I make an effort to make it uncomfortably long. I know. With adding a few different nicknames. That's the thing, though, is you just, you just like giving me so many gimmicks. Mm. That's not your thing. That's just my thing that you give to me. Right. It's not, it's not a reciprocated... She can say the big one himself. <laughs> Creative has everything for him. See, I should the have cream said that. in your coffee. Welcome to the Russell Talk podcast. I am Joe Pete Quinnell, and I'm joined by the big one himself. Creative has everything for him. The big boss man. I, I was going to say he rarely uses Twitter. <laughs> the Bernie Sanders of the Russell Talk office. Ollie Davis. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hey, how's it going? Well, it's a super Saturday. It after is. After that super Smackdown. Good God. It's a su- su- Dog super food, Smackdown. Dog Do- food. Oh, God, stop it. I've heard that word so many times. It's ingrained in my brain now. I struggled to come up with a way of wording the tweet that we did about mm, it. Yeah, I, yeah. I counted how many times Michael Cole and Corey Graves said dog food. I said, is, is it a, it's not a word, is it? It's two well, words. It's two words, yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't call it a phrase. So I had to say, right. Michael Cole and Corey Graves said the words dog, dog food, food. Yeah. 25 times in 12 minutes. Yeah, I mean, that works. It just... Uh, it works. I do, yeah, it just... It's it, perfectly it fine. It's a bit clunky. It's a bit clunky. It's fine. You, you worry too much about little things like Insignificant that. Insignificant nonsense. Insignificant nonsense. That's a great way to put it. How did you come up with that better than I could? Is that because you secretly know that yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. insignificant oh, terribleness? My lady partner tells me all the time. <laughs> That's true. Tell you what, something I am excited about, not talking of dog food anymore, 
Mm. I don't know if you watched this show. Bojack Horseman, final season, came out yesterday. I'm so excited to watch it. Uh, I, <laughs> no one cares about that. Tay Tay's documentary came out yesterday on Netflix. But also, that's Bojack what you should Horseman. watch. Absolutely not. Don't you but, like Tay Tay? I mean, I'm not a huge fan. No. We do these short intros these days, Pete. Oh, we have, are we doing short ones now? Short intros, like oh, two we minutes in. tops. Oh, I love a long that. outro. Oh, that's fine. Well, we'll just go straight to the show then, shall we? Cool. We'll talk about Bojack Horseman and Tay-Tay, I guess. I've also got a couple emails that I can do afterwards. And the haters gonna hate, 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 hate. That's what I live by for this channel. <laughs> the haters are gonna hate, takers are gonna take. <laughs> Anyway, let's get into talking about SmackDown, where we're going to be probably talking about dog food a lot. Oh, and also they teased that Ronda Rousey's coming back. Here's the show. Let's talk about Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Because, this was really interesting on this episode, because in a seemingly throwaway line, when they just pan to the commentators during SmackDown, Corey Graves comes in to plug after the bell. It, not a huge deal, does that sometimes. It's their podcast, Yeah, you don't know what it is. It's the official WWE podcast, mm. except not theirs, it's Corey's. I don't, I don't know the link between them. But Corey says his guest from this past week, which we already know about, was Ronda Rousey. Uh, which again, in and of itself, isn't a huge deal necessarily. Because on that podcast she said, oh, I think Rhea Ripley's great. That's where she said that I'd love to see uh, Charlotte go after Rhea Ripley. She said she'd love to fight Rhea Ripley, that kind of stuff. But what was really interesting was just one line from Corey in this. When he said, if I were you, I'd expect Ronda Rousey to be back on WWE programming sooner rather than later. Which is really interesting because we haven't heard anything from Ronda since WrestleMania 35 last year. And as we know from Vince's history, he doesn't like promoting things that don't happen. So this must have been an approved line from Vince to throw in on the show, which probably means we're going to be seeing Ronda back soon. You'd think. There's been a lot of conflicting stories and reports over the last couple of days about Ronda Rousey and WWE. Mm. We had the After the Bell episode, and off the back of that, everyone was like, huh, maybe Rousey is coming back. Maybe she's going to go to NXT, face Rhea Ripley, like she mm. said. But then on Thursday's Wrestling Observer newsletter, Dave Meltzer reported, there's currently no plans for Undertaker, although they are still in talks and there are currently no plans for Ronda Rousey. Mm -hmm. After WrestleMania 35 last April, Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch was the penciled in match for WrestleMania 36, mm -hmm. the year after. But then Ronda went away, she was gonna have a baby, that hasn't happened, she did some acting, then she got injured, she, mm -hmm. she sort of severed a finger or something. Yeah, it was nasty. And now, yeah, she, she's been on Total Divas, so the, the link is still there. Interestingly, her contract, I believe, is up in 2021. Yes, that's It was right, a yeah. three-year contract when she joined WWE. It's just, how much will she be around? Mm -hmm. So this line is, is, yeah, it stuck out at us. Mm -hmm. Mainly Pete, and I, I agree after you brought it up, which was, it is, a it is essentially Vince McMahon saying, yeah, this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Because as we've seen with Seth Rollins and CM Punk, they were, they were building, Seth Rollins was building that, Punk was building that separately, but Vince McMahon squashed it down. 
Rollins came out and the crowd were chanting on an episode of Raw that one time, and he said, he's not here, and essentially played up to the punk stuff. Yeah. He has not done that since. His Twitter went silent on it. And that's reportedly because Vince McMahon put the kibosh on it. Yeah. So for him to actually come out and approve a line about Ronda Rousey seems to indicate that she could be coming back when, I don't know, maybe it can be after WrestleMania. If they've got no plans for her for WrestleMania 36, maybe it could be you know, the night after WrestleMania and then she could have a last run <coughs> maybe going through until WrestleMania 37 and that could be her final thing when her contract expires mm. and that's her whole WWE run. I don't know. Uh, I, I think they've got some other plans in place right now for, for WrestleMania in particular, because I think the plan is still to do Shayna Baszler versus Becky, supposedly, the reports are. Uh, Shayna versus Becky, you've got Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley, which I'm still, I still don't believe that yet until it actually happens, because that to me that is bonkers. And Bailey is also there. So <laughs> I, I don't know whether Ronda's gonna come back and challenge Bailey, because Bailey on this show was talking about, well, it's obvious Charlotte Flair's gonna challenge me and all that stuff. So maybe that's kind of a, a red herring to, to swerve us afterwards, because obviously Naomi came out on the show, which we'll talk about later. But I, I don't know whether that's, that's supposed to be a red herring to kind of plant the seed of, or something, someone else could come out, maybe Ronda, or it's gonna be, we'll just do everything without her till Mania, and then night after Mania, or you know, the SmackDown after Mania, she could come back and have her final big run in WWE. I, I really don't know where it's gonna go, but it seems like we might, we're probably gonna be getting her back at some point. I just don't know when that is, unfortunately. Yeah, because Charlotte Flair, what's bigger than cashing in her Royal Rumble win against the championship? It's saying, oh, actually, Bailey, no, I'm not going to fight you. I want Ronda Rousey. Mm, yeah, that'd be cool. And that's how you work the Royal Rumble stipulation into it. You drag Ronda back. I don't particularly want to see Ronda versus Charlotte, no. but there is a built-in story there. Charlotte mm. can say, I wasn't pinned mm -hmm. at WrestleMania 35. I was the, that you got lucky I didn't beat you in the three-way. Yeah. So it could happen. I just... It's, yeah, it's just caught this, this particular line when Corey and Michael Cole turned to the camera. This wasn't a ad lib. It wasn't a bit said in a match. This was something on the running order that was scripted. That's how plugs work. Mm -hmm. You have it pretty much verbatim scripted, the, down to the exact wording. Unless you're us. We don't plan <laughs> we don't, our plugs no, no, at no. all. No, no, but for <laughs> actual shows, you'll have exact wording that's been tested over times with formats to do calls to action. Mm -hmm. so that's why both of them said, um, wherever you find your podcasts, wherever you find your podcast. This would have been scripted on the script for Corey and Michael Cole to say verbatim. So yeah, if I was a betting man, Corey says, that would have been scripted. I'd, I'd say we see Ronda back in WWE sooner rather than later. Yeah. That is, that's a, that's a huge statement and they wouldn't say it. From what we know about Vince, he wouldn't say it unless it was going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's just that's just the the short short and long of it. There we go. I short and long. Short short and long the of it. Schlong of it. <laughs> the schlong of it is. I think we're going to see uh, Charlotte. I think we're going to see Ronda back sooner rather than later. I reckon <coughs> the night after Mania, but possibly before to set up some big mm. match at the show. Mom 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Let's get into some super, super, super chats. Let's see what you guys think about it. Uh, we've got some WWE just related super chats currently. We've got one from Stu. Uh, Stu. Not Disco Stu, who says, uh, if a current WWE star retired now and returned in nine years, who would get the biggest pop? You can't say Edge. <laughs> if, a, if a WWE star... Retired now. So like Edge's story. Yeah. They retire and in I mean, nine years they come back. back. Who would get the biggest pop? Ooh. Ooh, I had to retire because of injury. Mm. They have to um, retire because of injury now. I don't know why I always say Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is always my answer mm, for stuff Kevin like Owens this. Kevin Owens would be a good one. Not that I want that to happen to him, but... No. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking it would... Otis? <laughs> no, not Otis, I don't think. Uh, someone who just, like... Someone who you can tell is just like really passionate about wrestling. Mm. So Kevin Owens is a really good answer. Because that's part of his character, is that he just bloody loves wrestling. That's why the Daniel Bryan... Whole, yeah, his yeah, thing yeah, was yeah. so emotional because it was just something he really wanted to do. So I don't really know who could he have the really same. Loves their job in WWE. Yeah, I know. Seth Rollins does. Seth Rollins. <laughs> but I don't but... think he's the right. Like no. it's not the right thing, is it? No. Uh, I'm gonna go with Kevin Owens as well. Mm-hmm. That's a uh, that's a, a good answer. Uh, that train twenty four said uh, Michael Cole takes a lot of flack for commentary, rightly so. His Dog food. Hit <laughs> dog food. His call of Edge's returning, no, no way, oh my, was perfect. Not only did his, uh, not only did his job, but said what most of us were thinking and feeling. Uh, I disagree personally. I'm glad you got something from it. Yes, I personally think that the oh my is just something that he says regularly, and it it kind of robs all emotion from a segment because it's 
devoid of any emotion when he says it. It's just, oh my, all the time, which now that he said it for everything means nothing is special. It's like in The Incredibles. Mm. If everybody's super, then nobody is. If he says, oh my, for everything, then nothing's special anymore. Also, it's weird that I don't like oh my, because it mm. is oh my god. Yeah. That's what it's short for. Yeah. And JR's was, my god. My god, yeah. And I love that one. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they're different. It's just Cole. It's, it's just, just it, Cole, yeah. It, you can check. If, if Cole was more credible, it would work, but he's not, unfortunately. No, exactly. Uh, we've got uh, one general wrestling-related super chat here from Bettic Gaming, who says, I'll be at AEW on the 18th <gasps> of March in upstate New York. Here's to Brody Lee debuting. Whoa. Will be my first live wrestling event in about four to five years. Pop will be huge for Lee. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be so cool. I'm very jealous that you're actually going to get to go to that, because I'd love to be part of that crowd if that does happen. Yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. That's interesting that you've AEW seems to have been the thing that's drawn you back to live wrestling. Mm, totally, yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, they've got you know really good crowds mm. for it. So, uh, right, let's get on with the. This is your thing. This is sorry. I'm, let's get on with the show. Um, I won't, I won't lead. Show. You lead. This is you my lead. show. So this was called... The Friday Night Super <laughs> Smackdown Extravaganza Special. It was called Super Smackdown for... Because it's the Super Bowl on Sunday. Therefore, Smackdown has to be a Super Smackdown. There was no... There was nothing super about this episode. Spoilers. There was nothing super about this episode. Change. Yep. And it was pants. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make the connection with Super and the Super Bowl for quite some time. I think they said it right at the start did of the show. I Again, think Michael they did. Cole. They said dog food so much, oh, I tuned out the commentary. Dog food does my head in. Roman Reigns opens the show. Uh, it was pre-advertised for the show that we're going to have Reigns and the Usos, a.k.a. The Bloodline, versus Rude, Corbin, and Ziggler in a three-on-three -three match. So Reigns and the Usos come up first. I was like, oh, they're opening with this six-man tag. Cool. Nice. At least we can get out of the way. Wonder what's going to main event. Just kidding. <laughs> they come out, and it's just a promo. Because of course it is. They come out, and Roman says, hey, man, I beat up Corbin all over the arena. But he's like, oh, I'm really sad because I lost the Royal Rumble. Mm. Oh, no. Poor me. And then the Usos kind of josh him a little bit. Ah, you lost. Ha, 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 ha. You lost. Um, but then... Yeah, but then he's really happy because he beat Corbin some more. Corbin comes out with his Corbin followers. Mid-card uh, of evil. Mid-card of evil. Version mid -card 9, of 6. I've lost count of how many times this has happened now. Um, At least 70% of them have involved Dolph Ziggler, I think. Yeah. Interesting fact. Yeah. Uh, he comes out and he says that he would have won the Royal Rumble if he didn't get beat up so bad by Roman beforehand. And while the Usos were at home having embarrassed their families, I was like... What? That was a weirdly <laughs> realistic a, line. I was going to say, I was like, whoa, this is a feud about dog food, guys. Chill out. Yeah, it's like dog food, ha, 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 pro wrestling, pro wrestling. You, you got arrested. You got arrested for drink driving. Ha, 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 dog food. Dog. Yeah. That's what it was like. It was, it was so a... weird. And it's like, yeah, you were at home having embarrassed your families. Uh, I was embarrassing your, your cousin. Here's a video package to prove it. I was like, what? That's such a weird diversion I to know. take. I so hate, strange. I hate it when 
wrestlers, even if they're heels, yep. introduce video packages. It's awful. And imagine just like the kayfabe world where that happens. You know, the wrestler goes backstage, talks mm -hmm. to the production truck, gets them to queue it up, probably has final say on the edit, mm -hmm. in which case probably should have looked a bit different with a bit more Corbynisms. Mm -hmm. But then like everyone just stands there and watches it. Yeah. Why don't the Usos and Roman just walk up and start <laughs> the fight? But no, stop it. I'm going to beat you up. Yeah. But that made way for, for a very important announcement that their three-on-three uh. three tag match that will main event the show, the loser eats dog food. And Roman kept calling Corbin a fetish boy. Uh, yeah. Is that supposed to be an, is, is that an insult? To have Thank a, you. to have a, fe don't kink shame is all I'm saying. I, whip. I, I think we knew Cody that. and he's whipping. <laughs> cool whip. Uh, we knew the Loser Eats Dog Food stip was coming. We've heard it. It was going to be uh, advertised on a house show for ages. So I would think it would be weird that they do it on a house show and not on a, you know, on an episode. But I did hopefully think that the Royal Rumble match would be the end of the feud. This seems like the end of the feud. Spoilers. But I can't put into words enough how dumb a Loser Eats Dog Food stipulation is. I mean, I know it's pro wrestling. I know it's stupid. And I know this feud has been built off of... Roman Reigns getting embarrassed by the dog food. But a loser eats dog food match is stupid. And there's no other word for it. It's really, really stupid. And what made it more stupid was that every 30 seconds on this show, you go, stick around, stick around because we've got a loser eats dog food match. Like it's this big special attraction match. Whoa, we've got a loser eats dog food match, guys, in the main event. Please stick around and watch our show for dog food. God, I hated this so much. So overall, in the episode, 36 <laughs> mentions of the word dog food. Which is a two-hour show. I think that'd be spread out quite nicely, actually. Oh, man. But 25 of those happened in the last 12 minutes. So actually, it was only the word dog food was only said 11 times in the hour 45 first bit of the show. That is way too many times. For se for segments that aren't involving anything to do with dog food. Got a promo. For that to still be mentioned, after pretty much every segment, they'd cut back to a random dude stirring the pot of dog food for no reason, and then they'd be like, stick around, because that's happening later. And then there'd be another one where a guy opens a can and tips that in. Why? There's already two vats full of it. How much are they going to eat? I hated this. I, I've, <laughs> I hated it so much. I've got to agree. It was uh, it was pretty rough. Matson isn't here today, but Datsun is still here. He's he's messaged me. <laughs> of course he did. He's messaged me three puns. That was pun number one. Oh, God, there's two more. There's two more to come. Jesus. In fact, he's been workshopping a few all week, but Lacey Evans wasn't on the show. Oh, that's so the a shame. Word, there was a fourth, but uh, we can't use it. That's a shame. Uh, I, I, you know what, though? I am. I can't believe I'm going to do this. Oh, no. I'm going to bat for the dog food. Oh, God. Okay. Because just within the confines of this story, mm -hmm. which has gone on way too long. So long. It makes sense for this to be the payoff. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It should have been the payoff three weeks ago. I would say three months ago, but sure. Yeah. 
And it um, yeah it has been going on for it's not December it started. It's oh like, no, it was like October. Yeah. <coughs> I want to say. Um, but the it, my problem is that this was the main event. Mm-hmm. It's not just the main event of this show, but it's the main event storyline yeah. of the whole SmackDown brand. Yeah. Even even over Brian Fiend, it feels like. Mm-hmm. And to have essentially a comedy thing in that spot never works. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, you, you go back and you look at the next gender stuff yep. uh, for Extreme Rules. It, it funny doesn't draw money. No, but it it does add something. Mm. Uh, I think good comedic wrestling. But yeah, this as a main event slot, no good at all. Plus, yeah. I've got one big criticism which I'll save to the end. Okay, cool. Uh, after that happened, and I was like, oh, cool, we're going to get the Loser Eats Dog Food match straight away. Nope, here comes Heavy Machinery because they need to have a match first. Uh, this actually was a really fun match. Yeah. This was Heavy Machinery versus Lucha House Party versus Miz and Morrison versus The Revival in a SmackDown Tag Team Championship number one contenders fatal four-way. And um, yeah, this was, they just went out there and said, have a really good match. Because there were like half an hour's worth of spots in this match that just went and went and went and went and went and went. And everyone kind of worked really well together. Yeah, it was a yeah. really fluid match. Like, the ending sequence alone lasted like two minutes. Yeah. It was awesome. It was so much fun. I, I just put here, Grand Metalik is such a mm. good wrestler. It's such a shame that he hasn't really done anything in WWE because he is awesome. I really, really like Grand Metalik. Um, there's a big corkscrew from Morrison to the outside. Uh, everyone just keeps getting wiped out. It was like two people got wiped out on the outside, then three people got wiped out on the outside, then four people got wiped out on the outside. And it just went up and went up and went up. It was great. Morrison did the classic thing where he would kick Otis and Otis would just get fired up and just start shimming and take his top off and everything. He was great. He is amazing. He's like, so like, good. And, and he's, he's gotten over so mm. much yeah. compared to when he first started doing these spots. Mm-hmm. The cra- when, when, I can't remember who it was, but... Maybe it was Miz and Morrison. It was. They yeah. both fell down, and you're like, "We're gonna see a double worm elbow, for caterpillar yeah. elbow here." Yep. And and the crowd went nuts for it. Yeah. It's just that little thing where the two people drop, and Otis just turns and just mm. looks straight at them because you know what's coming, and everyone just goes, "Oh!" It's caterpillar time. It was great. Yeah. Uh, it was a really really fun, high octane match. It was great. Uh, and Miz and Morrison eventually picked up the win. There was a skull crushing finale to Dawson, and Morrison hit a nice <coughs> variation of the Starship Pain. Just did it from the apron, just went straight into the ring and just hit it straight away, yeah. which was nice. Didn't get the greatest connection. We've already voiced <laughs> our, we've already voiced our displeasure with the Starship Pain, but yeah, thing. Uh, I, I keep meaning to put these on whenever we have a segment with John Morrison about it, but I only remember right at the end. When so you I'm, say Starship Pain. Exactly. Then I remember about the sunglasses. Starship Lame. That's one you just made up That's yourself, didn't you? I, I just did. Yeah. yeah. But you can have that. <sighs> anyway. Just for you, that's... They, they, they picked up the win. They're the number one contenders for the New Day. And they're going to be facing them, they said on the show. They're going to be facing them at Super Showdown, which is on February 27th, mm. I want to say. Um, yeah. I, I don't know whether they're going to win there, honestly. Uh, I don't know whether it's time for New Day to drop it, but I also don't really want Miz and Morrison to lose just yet. Yeah. Because I think they've got some nice momentum seeing them back together. It's a big kind of, it's a little bit of a nostalgia pop. I really like that they're heels and not faces. I think they worked really well together. I really like seeing Morrison back. I think he's kind of upped his in-ring ability. He was always a great wrestler, but it never really cut quite connected with the crowd. You can't take me seriously, can you, with these sunglasses on? I'm just looking at myself. I know, yeah, they're very reflective. Um, 
but I, he was always a pretty good wrestler, but he never seemed to connect properly with the crowd. I think now he's kind of upped his game a little bit and he's got that next level that seems to connect a little bit more. So I'm really looking forward to that match at Super Showdown. Um, and I think that we might see a title change there, honestly. Might free up Kofi for Mania to do probably nothing, but oh, you, here's hoping. Oh, that's sweet, you think. That. I know. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm being optimistic. But there was a weird spot in the match where Morrison mm. did the corkscrew dive outside, took out a load of people, and Miz yeah. was in the ring, and he sort of riled up the crowd. Yeah, I'm going to go for a dive. Bounced off the opposite rope, was running towards the side he's going to dive over. Mm -hmm. And I thought, they're heels. <clears throat> I know this spot, he's going to stop and go, no, yeah. boo you. But one of the Revival took him out instead. Yeah. So that was a weird spot to put in. Uh, I, I think it's a wrong spot. Correct. Unless they are teasing some babyface <laughs> trend for them. The only thing I can <clears throat> think of, which it doesn't quite fit their characters though, is that they're almost the heels that think they're babyfaces. But, oh, that's but, a nice touch, but, but, yeah. th but they're not quite, that's the thing, is like, they were at the start, but now at this point they're kind of actively going against the crowd. They're yeah, like, yeah. oh, I came back and you started booing me, blah, blah, blah. So they have already been against the crowd to a degree, mm -hmm. so I don't know whether this spot actually works. I, th I think maybe in their head that was what they had, but it didn't quite work, unfortunately. I'll tell you what did work, though. What is it, Ollie? The next segment backstage. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah it did. Do you want me to say it? Yeah, yeah, you Otis, go. Otis is backstage. They're talking about, oh, we lost the match. And Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville walk over. And Mandy says, I just want to say thank you for saving me in the Rumble match in that mm -hmm. fantastic spot. Like one of, one of the all-time great elimination saves. Which I missed live. Oh, oh how? I'm really upset. I was outside. I was talking to my lady partner. Oh, Michelle. I know. I know. Um... So uh, Otis is like, oh, that's, that's fine. And he's kind of nervous. He's, he's really good at selling this. And Tucker's going, go on, go on, ask her. Mm -hmm. So Otis turns to her and says, I was kind of wondering if you'd want to go out next Friday. Amanda goes, oh, I've got plans next Friday. And I'm like, oh, no. And then Mandy says, oh, oh, but I'm free the following Friday. Yay! Which is like in itself a really good way for that dialogue to flow. It was mm -hmm. a nice up and down thing. It still ended up really sweet and there was a moment of peril in there. Mm -hmm. But what's crucial is that is Friday the 14th, <gasps> Valentine's Day. Yes, it's so good. It's so perfect. I, genuinely, because that did not cross my mind until they said, Friday off the next, I was like, oh, they're going to delay it for another week. Mm. That's cool. And then they went back and they go, that's on Valentine's Day. I was like, oh my God, that's perfect. Why, why did I not see that coming? Of course they're going to do that. Next week needs to be Otis going for a suit fitting or mm -hmm. trying to do a sort of My Fair Lady, Pygmalion yes. way to behave in front of women. Mm -hmm. Tucker can presumably be his, his mentor. And then the following week has got to be a date. And I want it to go well. Like, I don't want yeah, this to same. be Mandy who just goes, oh, it was all a big joke, yeah. I'm a heel. Yeah, yeah, I want yeah. them to actually be a couple mm -hmm. for at least six months. They've got something here. Yeah. Yep. I, I think the story has been so simple and so good up to this point. It really works. And I like this as a sort of, it's not necessarily a, a comedy storyline, but it kind of is at the same time. This is the comedy storyline of the show. Not the dog food. <laughs> yes. That shouldn't be the comedy story. Yeah. This is the good comedy story like that goes throughout the show. And it's great and I love it. 
but then next we got something that was not funny, that was actually awesome, was a video recap of the Fiend versus Brian from Royal Rumble. And then there was the extra video that was after their match at Royal Rumble, which was Daniel Bryan backstage, and you could see all the horrible marks he had on his back mm. from the lashings from the, uh, from the strap, just like bleeding profusely off his back. And he was saying that, uh, you know, normally after he's done wrestling, he'll go to his daughter and he'll show his boo-boos to her to see, you know, all the cuts and bruises that he got from it. And he went to go and show his daughter his boo-boos that he got from this match. And Brie Bella stepped in, his wife, and said, no, you can't, you can't show that, it's too much. Which, probably not real, but super awesome. And then he just goes, is it possible that I love this too much? And I was like, oh, that... That's such a Daniel Bryan question. I love it. And he goes, short answer, yes. I was mm. like, oh my God. That, like, it's a self, self, re uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a self. Self-destructive. No, it's a self-revelation. Rele yes, that works. That one uh, of like, wow, may maybe I'm just like, I'm too, I'm too into this mm. almost. But then he, but then he the answers. whipping. Yeah, exactly. Too into the whipping. And then, but then afterwards he just says, I hope my daughter finds something she loves as much as I love this. Yeah. I'm like, that's just so genuine. <coughs> it's just such, I just get Daniel Bryan so much. It, mm. He's so easy to root for. He's such a, a perfect baby face. And I thought this was like really emotional, really powerful. And I'm really curious to see where Daniel Bryan goes from here. Cause I, I don't know what he's gonna do next. I thought it was perfect. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, we then got a video recap of Halftime Heat from 1999. Ah, the good old days. Yeah. Empty arena match between mm -hmm. Mankind and The Rock. Yeah. Mankind and the WWF Championship, mm -hmm. the old one. Big, what is it, the Winged Eagle belt? Beautiful belt. Ah, that was great. Because um, it's the Super Bowl on Sunday and that's when it happened. It was on January 31st, all those years ago. Um, after that, we got uh, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss versus Fire and Desire. And Fire and Desire have the new worst mashup theme in the history of ever. Is that new? Because it, it's I, th I think it's, it's maybe It's maybe been a week, I want to yeah. say. Maybe last week, maybe the week before that, but it's definitely kind of new. And it is awful. They don't go together at all, and no. they just transition like they did for, you know, Kabuki Warriors for a while. Oh, it's bad. Um, I then said this is now the longest women's division match in like a month, and it's gone for about two minutes. Uh, it actually lasted about five which is much longer than normal, so I'll give him credit for that. Um, and <laughs> Cross and Bliss just won, which is kind of surprising. There was a hot tag to Nikki, and then Nikki hit the neck breaker, and then Alexa Bliss hit the Twisted Bliss for the win. There wasn't any mention of the Otis storyline. There wasn't any interference, no dodgy finishes, no nothing. Uh, Fire and Desire just lost. Well, Sonya and Mandy attacked them before the bell mm -hmm. to get a brief advantage and a bit yeah. of heel heat. But overall, yeah, this was, it wasn't a good match either. No. Like it was sloppy. Yeah. Uh, apart from one uh, running knee from Sonya Deville to break up a pin, which Great. looked awesome. Everything else was like pretty bad, I thought. Mm -hmm. When Alexa went up for that Twisted Bliss, I was like, this is, this is a bit, and I don't usually notice bad wrestling, because mm. I, I, I get swept up in just character and story. Yeah. Maybe because this does had very little of it. Mm. I, thought, I thought it was a bit embarrassing. And like she looks scared. Yeah. And this combination of four people have faced each other almost every week mm. for for like I want to say a month. 
Maybe longer. Yeah. But it's some combination of these four people interacting. And you've had little story beats in it. So once, like, Heavy Machinery came out and Mandy used the distraction to win, the following week, Heavy Machinery were at ringside and Sonya Deville lost, which is, like, another little wrinkle in the story. But this time, it was just... They just had a tag match. And Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross have not changed at all. They're still exactly the same, excuse me, as they were, like, a month ago. They haven't had any story at all. And, like, the commentators are putting over, oh, this puts them in the in line for the sm- for mm. the Women's Tag Team Championships yeah. match. And it's like, well, why? <laughs> they haven't really done anything. They're just... They're just there. They haven't really had a story, which I, I really don't like, but... Hey ho, hopefully this goes somewhere, and at least we've got a story with Otis and Mandy Rose, which is good. Um, after this, some dude is just stirring the pot of dog food, because sure. Dog food! That's what you really need to do to dog food, is stir it up. Is that, is it, there wasn't a heat or anything, nope. it wasn't on a hob. Yep, nope, it was just a big pot that he was stirring, mm. for reasons. Uh, up next was an Intercontinental Championship match, though. I, I love the contrast of that. It's like, stick around for our main event, by the way. Oh, no, sorry. It went, for 199 days, Shinsuke Nakamura has been the Intercontinental Champion. He defends next against Braun Strowman. Also, don't miss our main event, because the loser eats dog food. I was like, oh, my God, guys. <laughs> it, it was quite depressing to hear Nakamura has been champion for 199 days. Mm, yeah, it's like, yeah. he's done nothing with Absolutely. It. Sweet That's FA. so sad. Yeah. Uh, and this <coughs> match didn't really redeem it that well. This was a very quick match. It was less than 10 minutes. Mm. Uh, Sami Zayn was interfering a lot, and uh, it just kind of was standard, like, heel interferences. Nakamura worked over Strowman for a little bit. He came back. And the finish came when uh, Cesaro was distracting the referee. Sami Zayn took off the turnbuckle pad, but Strowman reversed it, bashed Nakamura's head off it, hit the power slam for the win, and Braun is the new Intercontinental Champion. Um... I mean, it's nice that Strowman has won his first singles gold in WWE. I'd say it's about three years too late, but yep. it's nice regardless. Uh, where was wh- Nicholas? I know, where was to Nicholas? To back him up. I know, yeah. Uh, what I will say, though, is if this was the end point of the feud, which I always assumed it would be, that Braun would win the IC title, was it really necessary to have him win every single match in this feud <laughs> going into it? Because he, yeah. he pinned Nakamura all the time. They had a tag match with Nakamura where Elias got the pin because Strowman hit a power slam and then tagged in Elias. And he's just won against Cesaro. He's beaten uh, Sami Zayn in, in like a, a six-man tag, I think. And he's beaten Nakamura clean by himself. It's like, why does he win mm. everything and then win the title? If this was the end goal of him winning the title, at least throw in a little bit of drama, a little bit of you know suspense that he might not win during it. I don't know. Well, well the, the drama is that there's three people against Strowman. How could I he, hate it. How could he ever overcome the odds? It's exactly how they book Roman. Yeah. And that yeah. is, you, Roman or Strowman can't go up against just one well-booked person, mm. which is far more engaging. Yeah. They've got to go up against at least three people. And because WWE doesn't have loads of factions, you end up with these random three-person heel assortments with the mid-card of evil in the main event and... Sami Zayn's international gang. Yeah, I, I don't even know what that faction is. I, I like them I, together. I, I adore Sami Zayn yeah. to the world's end and back. And I really like his partnership with Nakamura. I don't know where Cesaro fits in this. I still really like all three of them. I think they're great. Mm-hmm. I just don't really get the whole act as it is right now. Well, it's just they're all great. They're, They're great all fantastic. together, yeah. but they are less than the sum of their parts. Yes, Because agreed. they'll all be much better as single stars. Absolutely. And um, we've got to do a shout out for Rudy Charles's knee slide. Did you, did you see it? <laughs> no. So Stro- uh, Sami Zayn's 
exposing the turnbuckle. Mm -hmm. Rudy Charles goes to stop him from doing that, but then Cesaro hops up on the other side. This is all part of the finish. Rudy Charles sees Cesaro, turns round, runs over, like skids on his knees, slides about a metre to stop Cesaro getting in the ring. <laughs> And that's when the turnbuckle spot happens. Amazing. It looks so cool. That was awesome. But I tell I, you I what. I missed that entirely. Nakamura must be really angry about losing his Intercontinental oh, title. You could say... He's insane. It's not, not a very good one. No, it's not a good one. That's bad. That's I bad by Datsun standards. I felt like this one didn't really... I, I wish this was the main event. Yeah, It didn't really feel yeah. like a, an actual title change. I know, yeah. I mean, if the plan was to have a match that was kind of <laughs> a little bit uneventful and, you know, less than 10 minutes, sure, it was a title change, but the match itself wasn't particularly great. Yeah. I think both of them could do a lot better if you're given a bigger platform and more time. So maybe if they'd have just said, you're the main event, go out and have a better match, maybe that's... Yeah, I, I think it, it deserved to be, for an intercontinental title change, it probably should have been the main event. Mm. But better than dog food anyway. Uh, but continuing that afterwards, uh, Sami Zayn is backstage and he's very upset that Shinsuke has lost Insane. the IC title. Nope, still not that. Um, but he is interviewed by someone. A woman. Yeah, I haven't noted. It's, someone uh, alert. Yeah, it's, uh, it was the new one. I, I think I want to say... Elise Ashton? Oh, I might be saying that one wrong. Can't you can remember. start to give them numbers after a while. Yeah, number three, we'll call this one. Um, but uh, she comes up to, to Sammy and starts talking about you know, what happened with the IC title. Sammy then gets interrupted during talking to her by some strumming of a guitar. And he stops mid-sentence and we cut to the ring and Elias is there, which means all the crowd already knew that he was there. Mm. It was just a shock factor for the people at home. Uh, he's in the ring strumming away doing his thing. And uh, Zane, you know, gets annoyed and says, hey, I'm, what I'm saying is far more important than what you've got to do, Elias. He's like, oh, man, I didn't realize. That's fine. You do your thing. As soon as he starts talking again, starts strumming and doing his thing, continues for a little bit. And Zane says, I can't deal with him. Cesaro, go deal with him. Sort him out. Teach him a lesson. All that stuff. And, uh, and then he goes out to the ring. I wrote here, oh, Cesaro versus Elias. It's the next match we're getting. And then uh, Cesaro comes out and Elias just kind of knees him and, and throws him out the ring. And that's it. I was like, oh, well, well I guess it isn't a match then. Yeah. <laughs> so was, what happened? It was weird because Cesaro started to sell his knee on the outside. Mm. And Elias got on the, t the second rope to make it look like he was going to dive on mm. him. But then they all sort of stopped. And Elias just went like, yeah. It was really clunky. I mean, the, the sort of back and forth promo bit was entertaining, but I think that's only because Zayn's so good. Yes. Every, everything yes. else in this segment just didn't didn't work in practice. Yeah. I thought, was, I thought it was bad. I will say, massive props to both Elias and Zayn for <coughs> being able to work on timing from the ring to a titantron because normally there's some sort of delay between the two and when people try and cut a promo on each other there's normally like they'll talk over each other yeah. for a bit and then they'll both stop and all that stuff but it was really like well timed I don't know whether it was off a pre-recorded thing or something but it was really well timed in a kayfabe world yeah. how does Sammy hear Elias's promo I, I, I can't tell you it's really dumb whenever mm. they have an interaction through that but when they did it, wor it worked really well this time I'll give them that technical marvel yeah. Uh, then we got Corey Graves talking about Ronda Rousey, which we spoke about at the start of this show. Uh, and then it's Shorty G versus Sheamus, which is a rematch from the Royal Rumble, for reasons. 
Uh, and right before the match starts, Shorty G attacks Seamus from behind because he's a really good, <laughs> clean baby face. You know, that baby face that attacked from behind. Which spot was that? The beginning of the match. Oh, you, know. you mean um, you mean the G spot? <laughs> I can see the corners, the corners of your mouth are twitching. Right, that was a Datsun one. Yeah, I bet that was I a Datsun one. I think that's the last one. I think oh, we're in the clear now. That's good. Shorty uh, G spot. So yeah, it's it's Shorty G versus Sheamus. It was a match. I mean, most of it was ad break. Yeah, most of it was ad break. Shorty G manages to hit a moonsault for a near fall, but it's just an Irish curse and a bro kick, and then he wins. What was the point of this match? Sheamus already won in the Royal Rumble pre-show. This feud is already over. It's the same winner. It's a similar match that they already had in the pre-show. There's nothing different. What's the point? Yeah. Is all I'd say. Um, we get more dog food stuff with a guy opening another can into the big vat. I wish it was bubbling. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just Ooh, smoke coming off of it. <laughs> a piranha jumps out. <laughs> There's a fin in there. What, Bala? Yeah. Mm. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, after that, Bailey comes out, uh, who wants to gloat over retaining over Lacey Evans, and she says, I beat her up, even with her daughter in the front row. Some has to go watch her now. And she's really happy, big smile on her face. And she says, I've beaten everyone that there is to beat. And I know Charlotte Flair is going to come challenge me at WrestleMania, obviously. So come on out, Charlotte. Here we go. And it's not Charlotte. It's Dead Mouse uh, that comes out with a big <laughs> uh, light up face. Just kidding. It's Naomi uh, who comes out with a Dead Mouse helmet on. Either that or that guy from Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping. Mm. You know, his, his DJ guy with yeah. the helmet with yeah. the bright light on it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Is um, that why her hair wasn't a full afro? Yeah, it was kind it was of like, like a, a it, center pie. Yeah, it? it was a, a curtain <laughs> for froze. Uh, so yeah, she comes out in this really fancy light-up helmet, takes it off, and and she says she wants a shot at the title. She says Bailey's never beaten her. I don't know if that's true or not, but sure, sure we'll go with it. Uh, so she never never beaten her, and as a former SmackDown Women's Champion, she wants another shot at the title. It could use a glow up, all that stuff. Uh, Bailey tries to take a cheap shot, and Naomi kicks her in the face to end the segment. So we're getting Bailey versus Naomi, probably at Elimination Chamber. I don't like Bailey. I really liked her heel turn, but since then I it's been like nothing. That. I thought she was really good <laughs> on on commentary after she turned heel. She was really, really good at putting over like, guys, I haven't changed. I don't know what mm. you're talking about, but here's this, this, and this. I, I'm now doing this thing. It was a really nice way to be like the heel who still thinks they're the baby face to start with. It's like, I haven't done anything wrong. I don't know what you're talking about. But since then, it's always just been like badly scripted promos. The feud wasn't good with Lacey Evans. It's just been a bit flat since then. I find it phony. I, I yeah, find it, I find bit, it very yeah. difficult to, to buy into, even though her promo was decently but, delivered. Yeah, it was fine. But, and the content was, you know, generic copy and paste heel promo. Mm -hmm. uh, I just don't buy it. I think that's why it's so bad. It's yeah. because it's copy and paste heel. There's nothing special. And for a Bailey heel turn, that needs to be mm. a special thing because she was such a unique baby face. It needs to be not a generic heel to be a proper effective heel for Bailey. And, and she's not. She's just a generic one. But but sometimes, you know, and I, usually I, I do level the criticism at creative and the booking mm. rather than the wrestlers themselves. I, I don't think Bailey, and she never has been, a promo person. No, definitely not. And. Yeah, I just don't think she has that kind of talent to do this role. Mm. What she does have is to to get over a sort of 
moral in that inherent goodness mm-hmm. through the physicality of a wrestling match, yes. which is why she was so special there. So yeah. I, I just don't think it works. Yeah. Um, and then <coughs> before Naomi can leave from beating up Bailey, the Usos come out for you know a brief husband and wife reunion. Uh, so Naomi's on SmackDown as well, by the way. Yes. Because she was draft. She was on Raw, I think. Was she? Yeah, I think they had to announce that Naomi's been drafted to SmackDown as part of this. What's the point in a draft? Then? I don't know. I, d- I don't get it. Uh, but now it's time for the main event featuring dog food. Uh, Reigns, food. Reigns and Usos versus Corbin, Rude and Ziggler. Three on three match. Corey comes in with a line at the start of the match saying, is it, uh, the camera is focusing on the dog food. And he says, that's not suitable for a dog to consume. Yes, it is, Corey. That's the point of dog food, mate. Didn't get that line whatsoever, but sure. It was, the, the, this was a pretty decent match. You know, it's just fine. It's, well, it's just the standard six-man main event of a WWE TV show. Yes. And they have got that down. Mm-hmm. They've had that down for years. And, you know, by the last sequence, it's actually really exciting. There was a crazy cool near fall off a choke slam mm. from Corbin yeah. on Roman. Um, but, you know, the, the Roman runs wild, rolls up Corbin in the end for the mm-hmm. pin after a few yeah, near falls. Yeah, g- goes for a spear. Corbin, like, kicks him in the face, but then he just dives around and gets the roll up for the win. But the commentary was so obnoxious with this... And, and we're, we're, you know, we're saying that dog food was mentioned a lot, but it was, it, it was genuinely off-putting. Mm. And if we didn't have to watch it, I would have, I would have been like, you know what? Maybe I don't watch wrestling anymore. Yeah. I stopped watching wrestling as a teenager because, funnily enough, a dog storyline. Mm-hmm. When Chris Jericho stole Stephanie mm. McMahon's dog yeah. in a feud with Triple H, and I thought, you know what? I'm too old for this now. Yeah. And I stopped watching. And I didn't come back for four years. Mm-hmm. So I know, like, oh, it's SmackDown, yada, yada, dog food. It's for, it's for kids anyway. Yeah, but the, there will be a bunch of kids who turn off mm-hmm. because they decide this is the point where they have outgrown this immature bull crap. Yeah. This immature dog S word. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a, to, to say the word dog food 25 times in 12 minutes. Yeah. Very unnaturally, just dog food, dog food, dog Bonkers. food, dog food, dog food, dog food. It was, it was, it was abhorrent to listen to. Yeah, it was genuinely awful. And at the end of it, Corbin loses via the roll-up, and he goes to leave because he doesn't want to eat the dog food. The Usos super kick him a couple of times. They handcuff him and they put him around the ring post like he did to Reigns before, because that's definitely the stipulation they agreed on. And then uh, they cover him in dog food, and he doesn't actually eat any of it, which was the stipulation of the match. Come on, guys. You had one job. That's the bit. That's the bit that gets me so much. (laughs) I don't really mind you doing a dog food match, because the story warrants it, and it is tied into the characters, and this is the big payoff. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a classic 80s. It's actually quite a throwback move for for wrestling booking, in a a, a neat way, I Mm -hmm. think. I don't even mind that you're promoting dog food all the way through the episode as this huge stipulation. Because if you're going to do it, you might as well really heavily promote it as a big time thing, mm-hmm. make it feel special. But then to not actually deliver on all of this dog food, he's going to eat the dog food promotion. I want the visual mm-hmm. of Corbin going and being yeah. force fed, mouth open, Usos, 
force feeding the dog food. That's the humiliating part. Yeah. And if you're like, oh, well, you're not actually saying that someone should eat dog food. It's gimmicked. <laughs> it's gimmicked dog food. Get, get, get some meat, some cubes of meat yeah. and gravy that's fit for human consumption and feed it to him. But make Baron sell it like he does with all wrestling moves. Like it's a, like it is actually dog food. Yeah. It, this was, it, it was bad anyway. And then they didn't follow through on the very bad thing they promised, which just made it so frustrating. Yeah, it was a bad end to the show. It left a bad taste in my mouth, hey. which is more than I can say for Corbin because he didn't eat any of the dog food. No, but seriously, Bojack Horseman, though. Oh, well, it's I, such a yeah. good show. So my friend, who uh, I'm seeing tonight, actually, for our Brexit party. Oh, nice. We're, not, yeah, we're having a party because it happened. Not in celebration, <laughs> not anything. We're just having a party. It's a commiseration it party. Uh, but I've known him since school, and I trust his opinion. Mm -hmm. Like, when he re he doesn't recommend much, mm -hmm. and when he does, it's, what, it's usually one of my favourite things. Yeah. But it becomes it. And he said... Bojack Horseman mm -hmm. is maybe his favourite show of all time. It is incredible. I'll and say I've, that. Yeah. I've seen the first series, mm -hmm. and it's one of those things where I love it. I love the theme tune and the opening credit mm -hmm. sequence. So good. The humour's great, the mm -hmm. voice acting's fantastic, but I don't find myself going back to it. Yeah, that's fair. But I had the same thing with Breaking Bad, mm -hmm. and eventually, like season, it took me five years to watch three seasons, and mm -hmm. I like, stormed through the end bit. And Jack, I'll tell her. Say his name out now. Spoilers. Jack of Bojack yeah. Horseman. He said there's one episode, 25-minute episode, which is all one close-up on Bojack's face. Mm -hmm. And he's delivering a eulogy mm -hmm. at a funeral. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that the creative balls I know. on that show. It's just a monologue for 22, 25 minutes. It is, it, I was literally, before we came in here, because I'm very excited to watch, I've watched half of the last season and I'm watching the other half tonight. And I was watching a video about that episode and the creative process behind it and how it what affects process? the creative process on, behind man. it. I'm sorry. We need to plug these t-shirts. I know we do, yeah. We've over-ordered. <laughs> WrestleTalkMerch.com. Go buy them. Um, but just, yeah, the, the how it impacted the whole show. And it is, it's the highest rated episode on IMDb out of the entire show. <laughs> uh, and it's insane. Seriously, two of their best episodes is one where it's an entire monologue and one where there's no talking at all throughout the whole episode. And they're two of the best ones that they've got. It's, it's insane. The creative genius behind it and also to just have such a light-hearted, like, look, here's these animal puns that we came up with in the background of every shot that you can see. There's an animal pun somewhere. But then they dive into really, like, serious stuff. It's like mental health and all that stuff. It's... it's I genuinely can't say enough good things about it. It is incredible. It's such a good show. Yeah. I, I, but, of course, there are priorities. Mm -hmm. And Taylor Swift's yeah. documentary is out this weekend. Mm -hmm. I also... I've done it now. I watched it on a lunch break. Mm. I watched David Lynch interview a monkey, <laughs> which is also on Netflix this week. <laughs> it's only 17 minutes. It's good. Uh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm. I, I imagine a lot of people, it will go over their heads. Of course. But as an absurdist, surrealist uh, joke, I thought I found it very, very rewarding. Of course, yeah. Are you, are you saying that you need a, a high enough IQ to understand the, the, ah, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
minutia mm. of, of the, mm. uh, the, the interview. Yeah, you need to be Rick and Morty smart. <laughs> I was going to say, that's, that's where I was getting it be. from. But I, I will seriously watch Bojack. Yeah, and I'll get to it. It is eventually. great. Because the first season is great and all. And I, and I know whenever someone is recommending a show, they're like, oh, we've got to get past this bit first before it really gets good. I will say, the first season is great, but like, Every season after it is just another level up. It's it's, oh, it's so good. That's the way to do it. We, we, we're mm. a fan of consistency. We just stay at a level. Absolutely. We've got a lane. So I have great admiration for shows that actually manage to increase the quality. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, I have got a quick email here from uh, Marcelino. And I have not read this in advance. So this could be an adventure. Uh-oh. Here we go. Uh, what if it's says, really libelous? Well, we'll figure it out. Uh, he says, <laughs> I'll cut it out of the edit if In that's the, the case. <laughs> says, hey, Pete and Andy. It's close. Yeah. Almost. Uh, anyway, you got an upgrade. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just writing in with a story I have from when I was a kid. When I first found out that wrestling was fake, it was from my uncle when I was about six or seven. I couldn't believe, uh, I couldn't believe it wasn't real since, I saw, since all I saw was John Cena and Edge smacking each other's heads with chairs, and that can't be fake. So to prove wrestling wasn't fake, I went and got one of the folding chairs and just smashed my uncle's knee to Ooh. show him that it was real. Safe to say, I was not allowed to watch wrestling for a while. Do you guys have any stories of stupid stuff you did because of wrestling? Thank you for all you do, and sorry for the long email. It's not a long email. Marcelino. Well, uh, yeah, you, you gave everyone a bad name, Marcelino. <laughs> yeah. You specifically, you. single-handedly. Yeah, because of people like you. <laughs> you people. I wasn't allowed to play wrestling because my <laughs> parents would have heard about some kid in the middle of America mm-hmm. who unfortunately killed his nephew, mm-hmm. his four-year-old nephew or something. Yeah. And that all, yeah, that comes back on this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had one where... Me and my brother were not allowed to play wrestling, but we still did anyway. Um, and because I'm a lot lo- younger than he is, like five years younger than him, uh, I like obviously I couldn't lift him up or anything. Mm. Um, so it used to just be that I was always the Rey Mysterio kind of guy, where I'd just do a load of flippy stuff, nice. which, was ne- which was never flippy because we were in his small bedroom. <laughs> um, but it just basically used to be a DDT onto the bed. That was about it. Uh, but one time he did spear me into a wall by accident. That really hurt. That, that was, um, it was supposed to be a spear onto the bed, overshot it, and the back of my head just went clank mm. on the wall, which was, uh, yeah, we stopped doing that for a while. Is that, <laughs> that why you suddenly, is that why like sometimes you just get this misty look on your face mm-hmm. and we can't, it takes like five minutes to get you back in the room? Totally, yeah, wow. yeah, it's exactly the reason. How did the wall come off? Was there a... Slight mark. No, there was, there was nothing, which we were was all so relieved about. Yeah, it was it was all, all the damage was absorbed by my head, Sorry. which was nice because we didn't have to tell my parents <laughs> about it. Sorry to uh, jump in with back end chat, oh, YouTube here we go. back end chat. Yeah, I forgot to put the poll on your SmackDown oh, you... thing. How dare! Uh, what were the ratings you used? So, dog the... food, dog food, and dog. The... Can you remember them? Yeah, top dog, top dog, dogs bollocks, dogs bollocks. Ah, that's why you text me this morning. Yeah, saying, saying is, it... is bollocks too much of a swear or is it okay? And consensus was it was okay. I said bollocks are good. Bollocks and are fine. Bollocks and I said, I know they are, but are they okay? <coughs> is it okay to say it in the but review? Boom. Uh, then it was up dog. Up dog. Up dog. What's up dog? Ah! Yeah, you ah. did the thing. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> then, it's, then it's down dog. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then a dog's dinner. Was that? Dog's dinner. Yeah. Wow. I my... have been worked hard. <laughs> you got though. worked hard, brother. Mm. Oh, that's good. Uh, uh, trying to see if I've got another email. It's I think angered I me here. slightly. <laughs> I didn't do it because of that. It was no. pa- partially because of the meme, but also because it's a it's a yoga position. I'm just putting stuff in. Downward dog. There's, is there's a yoga up dog position. and down dog. It's like upward facing dog or downward facing dog, abbreviated to up dog and down dog. Segway. Segway. My shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Downward dog yoga, kind of posturally correcting, it's healthy. What do you think of my shoes, Pete? My new shoes. Oh my god, they're very white. Well, yeah, that will that will fade. That they'll get muddy. Oh no no. I mean, you're white for getting them. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, I think they're pretty hip. In fact Exactly, which is why they're so white. My my non my non Caucasian brother, who I, I saw upstairs after putting these on, these arrived Yesterday afternoon, I put them on immediately. Pete tried to talk to me about a project. Mm-hmm. I couldn't concentrate because I wanted to play with my shoes. Yep. Uh, so they're barefoot mimicking. They're not yeah. the ones with the toes. No. Everyone dis- dissuaded me from getting the toe ones. Because they look weird. <coughs> they look creepy. Yeah. Um, so I got ones that don't have the individual toe slots, but they are wider at the front. Mm-hmm which kind of makes them look like clown shoes. A little bit. Or I've got some orthopedic correction thing going on. Which you basically do. That's kind of the point of them. Yeah, there's no structural support in these. Mm. Uh, Hopefully engaging muscles in my front shin that uh, are hitherto unused. But I went upstairs like an hour after putting them on. Mm -hmm. And Cookie, who handles all our merch, Mm -hmm. he walked in and he went, oh, shoe brother. (laughs) And he had a pair on too. (laughs) And everyone had been Amazing. taking the mick out of them, so I felt vindicated. Yeah, very and vindicated. Now, I, you know, Laurie's taking the mick, but I can see, I, I see him glancing. Oh, really? He's, he's into his climbing. That's true. Foot yeah. spread is important. Mm, yeah. I read online that over the next couple of months, my feet will change shape. You That's how, weird. I don't, you, your toe, my toes certainly are. They sort of, the little toe and the second toe, they just sort of squidge inwards. Yeah, totally. Because of shoe shapes. Yeah. They're not meant to do that. Yeah, figure. They're meant to spread. Mm. So this is going to let my toes roam free. <laughs> See, I, I mock, but when I used to do... Um, uh, parkour. Par- yeah, parkour and free running and all that stuff, sometimes we used to just take our shoes off and mm. just do parkour barefoot because it was more like in tune with what you're supposed to be doing when you're jumping around and doing that stuff on walls and all that. It's all. It was all extra grippy and all that with your feet. And then it made sure that you had to do things correctly because if you didn't, it really bloody hurt. So yeah, it was it was good that way. So I mark your shoes, but also they're kind of cool. Have you seen the shoes that have recently been okayed essentially by the Olympic Committee? This was yesterday. No, I haven't. Uh, the, I can't remember the name, but the sole is a certain kind of carbon fiber mm-hmm. that literally puts a spring in your step. Oof. They claim you will become 4% faster. That's huge. Which is insane. What? Which is insane. And there's a big debate in Olympic running and sort of various yeah. long distance marathon stuff if they're if it's legal. Yeah, if totally. it's a form of technical doping. Mm. So not uh, medicinal doping. And yeah, that like every in the last year people have sm- like the the world record was smashed. They ran uh, under 2 hours the men's marathon. Mm-hmm. The women's marathon record 
was broken by 81 seconds. That's by massive. someone wearing uh, those shoes. Not my shoes, <sighs> but these super duper shoes. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, d I don't know if I agree with that. I d it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. if you have something that, because that, that, at what point does it not become cheating? Because people wear like you know, lycra and all this body fitting stuff to reduce drag, yeah. and that's all kind of a, a from a technical standpoint. That's nothing to do with your running technique. That's just something that you're wearing or doing to help you be faster. So at what point does it become now you're just like instead of assisting you, it's now something that's aiding you in a different way, mm. but still helping you. So it's similar to this, but different. I don't know where the line comes, where it's, this is just helping you run faster, and this is like actively making you run faster, if that makes sense. I think if it's such a statistical difference, like 4%, mm. everyone should just have them, yes. or no one should have them. Yes, then, I agree Then, with then that. it takes the, the sort of advantage element yeah. out of it. Exactly, yeah. Um, weirdly, I read that in my sort of business newsletter that I subscribe to. Mm -hmm. It's a daily thing. Business newsletter. Business, business, business. Yeah. And it mainly talks about the tech industry in America. Mm -hmm. And guess what was one of their main stories today? Hmm. WWE losing a <laughs> billion dollars off of their market valuation off the back of the two firings. Segue for the news. Well, just that it's just everybody had said to like I thought not everybody. There were a few comments on uh, stuff we put out yesterday mm -hmm. talking about this and how significant it is. Saying clickbait, like it isn't a big story because yeah. we said this is a huge story. It's broken through to like this is something mainstream publications are, are reporting mm -hmm. on. It's a publicly traded company. It's mm. much more than just the wrestling bubble. This is like world business kind mm. of deal. So yeah, it's a big deal. Just because it's not going to affect. You know, Roman Reigns on SmackDown doesn't mean it's not a big deal. It's the wrestling so, business. Exactly. Or just the wrestling creative. Exactly. Yeah. And on that note, we should probably get out of here, I think, because we need to go live shortly. See, if you were Luke, you mm. would now read four more emails. Exactly. In yeah. the two minutes that we have. Which I don't want to do. <laughs> but unfortunately, I've, I bought a clock for the studio <laughs> to, to sort of subtly nudge him into wrapping things up. Mm. But I've put it in the position that Specific only I can see. Specifically for Luke. It's pretty much for <laughs> and Laurie. Yeah, true. They're both not great at keeping time. If you send them both into a room to do a 10 minute video, mm. they'll come back out in 40. 45 minutes. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, anyway, we do have actually about two minutes to go. Uh, so thank you very much for listening, everyone. We'll be back on Tuesday. It's going to be you and Luke back with the yeah. raw review as usual. Uh, we've got NXT TakeOver Portland. That's in two weeks. Mm -hmm. I'm getting ahead of myself. Next week is just a normal week. Wow. More of your favorite shows. Aren't we great? <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Love you all. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.